You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Uh, my, I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1,220 and podcast episode number 1,534. I'm excited. We have a great show planned for you. You know, we've been on the air since March of 2009. We are the longest-running business podcast in beautiful Orange County, California. 18 inches is the physical distance between a consumer's heart and mind. The two major components responsible for every human decision. Traffic is a full-service advertising agency, and they're based here in Orange, in Irvine. Excuse me, I was going to say Orange County, but more specifically in Irvine. They're dedicated to connecting brands and consumers at a deeper, more meaningful level. One that bridges that all-important 18-inch chasm. Anthony Tremino is here because he's a part of the special summer series on fast-growing Orange County companies. He is the founder of Traffic. Anthony, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Hello, happy to be here. Uh, let's get started by talking a little bit about what makes your firm unique in the minds of your prospects and your clients. Sure. Sales. Sales is in our DNA. So okay. when I started the agency about 18 years ago, I knew there was an opportunity for an agency to come in and to partner with brands on, on sales, on revenue generation, not just awareness, not just building brands, but actually driving sales. And that's what we do. Everything we do is tied to sales metrics. And so sales is in our DNA. We, we write to sell. We try to connect brands and consumers in a, in a way that is meaningful and translates into revenue, a transaction. Okay, in the open, I read that, um, you know, which I think is very compelling, but we talked about the difference between brands and consumers. Are you a B2C focused or are you B2B? Tell me a little bit more. Both. Okay. <clears throat> so we do a lot of B2B business, enterprise level, and we do a lot of B2C. Anytime uh, a company is looking to increase revenue, we're, we're Who's good. not? We're, oh, you'll be surprised. Really? Actually, we've heard that over the last couple of years. We've heard some doozies, and that's been okay. one of them. Companies that we are, are very comfortable, they don't want to grow, can't wow. handle the growth, don't have the operations. Okay. And so that is very much right. a, a problem. I stand corrected. <laughs> but if, uh, if there are companies out there that are looking to increase membership and looking to increase butts and seats like a university, um, looking to increase sales as a retail store. You know, that's that's where we focus. We focus on telling stories in a way that stimulate individuals or other companies to transact business with our clients. So if the, I'd like to ask the founder of and the CEOs of the companies that I interview, uh, is there, do you have a niche or niches that you are focused on with traffic, Anthony? Um, I wouldn't say we have... Uh, a niche in that we service probably about 15 different industries. Okay. But what does make them unique uh-huh. is that they are all focused on on a metric tied to sales. So mm-hmm. we do an enormous amount of business in the healthcare space. Maybe 60% of our revenue is in the healthcare space. And it's a simple metric, right? Um, at the end of a of an open enrollment period, they want to know that they have more enrollments. Yes. We do a lot in uh, at the university EDU sector because they want butts and seats. So it's an easy metric to measure, right? Did we put more students in, in seats, mm-hmm. right? Um, so a lot of the industries that are really focused on metrics tied to conversions, that's where we do well in. So and less about just brand awareness and more about transactions. So uh, I'm, 
I'm asking to understand, and if I'm misguided, call me down. Does the approach you take then require more calls to action, or what is it, without giving away your secret sauce, that causes more conversions, that leads to more growth? Well, 100%. It's, it's, it's getting people to act. So okay. we, That's the hardest it, thing, right? Well, instead of writing copy, for example, we do conversion copywriting. That's what we call it. Okay. Because it's all about, it's not just copywriting for the purpose of telling the story. Right. It's copywriting for the purpose of getting you to transact. Okay. So call to action, you know, everything that we do has an intentional purpose um, for either driving telephone calls, clicks on the websites, people to attend meetings or events. But it's it's very much driven by a call to action. So Anthony Tremino is our guest here on Critical Mass Radio Show. He's the founder, right, of Traffic? Correct. And you're you're on because you're part of our special summer series for fast-growing Orange County companies. Correct. Are, are you finding that well, – I don't want to lead you in a question. How do you find prospects respond when you're willing to stand on revenue growth, conversions, butts in seats, that you're not – looking at other metrics to justify the ROI? When we started, uh, so 18 years ago, so in the first five years, people, companies, partners were less interested in those type of metrics. It was about awareness. It was about building okay. brands. Okay. <clears throat> Their jobs were not necessarily tied to revenue. Okay. Then we hit the recession. Right. On the other side of the recession, everybody is concerned about those metrics. So our conversations are easy to have because the... The um, people in marketing that, that we connect with, they're all, they understand the importance of job security as it relates to right. driving revenue. Right. So, And I would, again, this is a tell me if I'm on the right track. I would assume that when you do a campaign and it generates butts in seats, the chances of doing the second campaign are increased. Oh, <laughs> of course. Right. Everything, uh, it's two-part. It's the execution part, and then it's the data and analytics on the backside right. showing here's what we did, here's how we did it, here's what we learned, and here's how we could do more do of it. Do more of it. Yeah, for, yeah become more efficient. All right, Anthony. All right, so let's. Ask, I'm going to ask you a couple growth-oriented questions. Sure. The reason why you're here, because you're a fast-growing company. Um, can you think of a strategic decision or something that the leadership team made that became kind of a foundation that's allowed traffic to realize this double-digit growth over a prolonged period of time? Sure. It's just that. It's it's a simple concept, focus on growth. So every single day, we are having conversations, intentional conversations around growth. So our goal is, you know, I, I want to I be involved in 100 RFPs a month. I want to be in every possible pitch. I want to be completely active. I want everybody thinking about growth, right? Not only how do we grow within our current account base, but how do we grow outside of that? And being active has been huge to our success, just being active. Because even in the opportunities we don't technically win, right. like we submit on an RFP and we don't technically win, it's not a loss. It's exercising that muscle that is so important. It's exercising the muscle of engaging, being involved, pitching, the brainstorming that happens. So even when we don't win an opportunity, we have still gained so much insight. And so it makes every approach after that even better. Hmm. So it sounds like a cultural issue, which I'm going to ask. 100%. About, I'm going to ask you about culture here in a little bit. But as you were talking, a thought went into my head, which is you must be able to use the practice disciplines that you help your clients to generate revenue within your own business then. You're not one of those shoemakers, children kind of guys, right? I can't believe you are. You're a fast-growing company. You must be 
blending it back into your marketing. And sure. Sales the the benefit that we have is that we see what's working across so many right. different industries and right. sectors, right? So we yeah. get to take all of that data, all of that information, because at the end of the day, every company serves who human beings, right? Yes. And so once we'll you all have a heart and a we'll mind, all have a heart and mind. So once you understand what triggers humans to respond, then you just apply it to what you're doing, right? And and you and you can find success. I I wrote my third book's on the unintended consequences of strategic business decisions, and there's one that's that's a positive effect. And this would have to be, I don't know that you intentionally said, boy, if I can help other people grow their business, that's going to work well for no, me. No, it became a byproduct right, of it. Yeah, right. But you it, realize it along the way. Right. You go, wow, this is, we know a lot. Yeah. Okay. Advice. Is there one strategic uh, suggestion or piece of advice that you can give to our audience of CEOs, founders, and entrepreneurs who are listening to the show or maybe watching us here on YouTube that would help them to kind of realize the kind of growth that traffic has? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Be courageous. So wow. we started in, in Los Angeles. Our first half of our history was in Los Angeles. And when we moved out to Orange County, I, had, uh, I was on a six-month search for our next office space, right? And um, I, long story short, uh, this one office that I was contemplating, I went to go visit on a Saturday. Uh, it was completely empty. I walked, I parked, walked up to the to the window, and I was peering in all the different windows, just trying to see if I can have an emotional connection to what might be our next home. the The entire office was empty, no furniture, anything except for one office. One office had a tiny little whiteboard on the wall. So I I I struggled to see what it had written on it, but it said, "How are you ever going to walk on the water unless you get out of the boat?" Right. I knew right then and there that was going to be our office, but it's also <laughs> helped me define a philosophy that I already had, but it helped put it into words. As an entrepreneur, how are you ever going to walk on water unless you get out of the boat? You got to be courageous. You got to do things that others are unwilling to do. And so that's how I've led the agency is we are a bunch of courageous people who do not believe that anything is out of reach and we just go and we figure out we build our parachute on the way down. There you go. Thank you very much for that. We all have challenges. And I know from doing this summer series and working with fast growing companies, you guys Sometimes the growth itself can be one of the bigger challenges, you know, just kind of building the momentum. But can you share with our audience maybe one of the most challenging aspects that you have faced or maybe are still facing as you scale and grow traffic? Sure. Um, physical space. We've, for the last year, we've really outgrown the space that we're in. We have. This is the space you just talked about? Yeah, so we've we've been in this new space for about nine years, wow. and we are busting at the seams. We have four people in one-person offices. We have people in hallways. We oh. it's just been a mess. I always believe in 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 securing a space that's bigger than you need, right? Okay. And you fill it. It's right. kind of like that goldfish philosophy, right? Yeah. So put yourself in a bigger space and fill it. And we've done that, and and that's been a problem I've been trying to resolve for the last two years. But thankfully. About uh, three weeks ago, we signed a groundbreaking lease with the Irvine Company, first ever in its history, first time to ever put an office tenant in a retail space. Definitely made history in wow. Orange County and with the Irvine Company, and we're excited that we'll be moving into our new space uh, in November. Why did you choose to want to be in a retail space? It was a unicorn. Okay. So the whole time, I spent two years trying to find an office space. And I never had an emotional connection to any of them. Okay. And I didn't quite understand why. And it was because I realized one day uh, my broker told me, I, I know what your problem is. You're trying to find a unicorn. It may or may not exist. Uh-huh. I said, true, but I'm going to hold out and to see. Uh-huh. And sure enough, one day he called me up. He says, I found your unicorn. 
And so we went out, saw the space, and I knew instantly. I said, yeah, that's it. That will be our new home. And it's here in Orange County? It's here in Orange County. So we're we're in about 4,900 square feet now. We're going to a little over 16,000 square wow. feet. So we're tripling up in size. Uh, and Does that give you headroom? Oh, it gives us headroom. Okay. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, and we're going to fill it. That's excellent. Yeah. All right, Anthony. Uh, a couple more questions sure. here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I call it the guiding principle. I, I think CEOs, founders are responsible for the culture of their company, and they need to be intentional. You've given me some clues about culture, but I just want to ask you, you know, the core philosophy that you're using to build the culture, I call it your guiding principle. Can you articulate that for our audience? For as far as building culture is yeah. concerned? <clears throat> I think it's so important when building a culture to ensure that the company the company's vision and goals align with the staff's vision and goals. So for example, if if you have personal and professional goals and I as a CEO don't help you to understand how the company's success aligns with your own personal and professional goals, we're we're going to be misaligned the whole time. We're not going to create a good culture. Right. But if I can show you, hey, the company's focused on growth, you need to be a part of that. You need to share in our vision and I help you understand how the company succeeding will align and help you align your personal and professional goals. I've now created a culture where everything is in balance and aligned and everybody is moving in the same direction because now they understand, hey, if the company succeeds, I now have an opportunity and a path to make my personal and professional goals a reality. Which generally are more important to people than the company's Always goal. more important. Okay. <laughs> and and do you, are you able to interview for culture fit? As you're bringing on people, are you are you intentional about trying to find people? We're that we're, we're learning and trying to develop new ways in the interview process to um, identify culture fits, and we've recently introduced um, short videos. So part of the interview process is that somebody has to submit a short video, just talking about themselves in their own words, wow. explaining why they think they would be a good fit. You'll be surprised what you can learn from someone's candid, um, the, from the, how they produce it, to right. how they edit it, right. to how much care what they, put they into say, it. Right. and how much care, yeah, tone and presence and all that. And it, it's helpful. So where is that in the hiring process? How early do you introduce that video? We Once you make it through second round. So okay. we'll, we'll probably screen on the phone. We do a first round of interviews in person. Uh -huh. Then the video gets introduced. And then on the strength of all that combined, maybe one final interview or maybe we hire right off the video. Maybe this isn't a fair question, but have you experienced any candidates who make it through those first two rounds and when you ask them for the video, just don't do it? They ghost you? 100%. Yeah, that's happened um, at least uh, four or five times in the last, say, four months. Somebody not quite understanding why they have to, why they should, what the value is. Right. I'm not interested in that, which is fine. They, right. it, but, you know, that's, they don't that's fit. totally fine. They don't fit. Right. Um, thank you for answering the question that we were trying to get answered through the video. You already did. So uh, several years back, I had Michael Houlihan and Bonnie Harvey on Critical Mass Radio uh -huh. Show and Podcast. They are the co-founders of Barefoot Wine. Okay. They started Barefoot Wine out of a need and then they exited it when they sold it to Gallo. And they wrote a series of books on being an entrepreneur. And one of the things they talked about here on the program was um, they had an entrepreneurial culture, which they wanted aggressive people who were pushing the envelope and thought like entrepreneurs. And they gave every candidate a homework assignment and because they were interested to see their writing style and the rest of that, regardless of the position. And they said on the show how many candidates wouldn't even take the time. Yeah. And then they knew right there, they're not a fit because they wouldn't put the extra effort in. And that sounds similar to what you're able totally. to do with your videos. And Absolutely. videos are even easier 
We live in a day and age now where people are posting videos like like it's nothing, right? right. You know, a couple times a day. Yeah. So we felt it was fitting with the time. We felt it was a simple ask. And it's really, you know, we're not using it to judge someone's qualifications. It's really a culture fit. It's, yeah. you know, are, are in a creative agency, are you willing to do some unexpected things right. and be and, creative, and, be creative and, and have fun with it? Right. So I'd like to have my engineer ring the gong because the loyal listeners know here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast that whenever they hear that sound that there was just a conversation that happened that because sometimes you listen to a podcast you're not fully engaged please spin it back about two minutes and take in what Anthony Tremino and I talked about relative to his hiring practice practice and how to hire for culture I ask a lot of entrepreneurs that and some have an idea on how to get culture others don't and i believe your culture starts with your hiring process absolutely if you don't hire for your culture you're not going to you're not going to know till you get them in and sometimes that's too late correct okay um i'd like to have you back on the show in the future anthony maybe two or three years where's traffic what's your vision for your company and what are we going to be talking about in a couple of years in two or three years we will have obviously been in our our new headquarters and filling out that space so i'd like to say that we moved in and we're already busting at the scene exactly day. um we will definitely be talking about uh an office on the east coast we currently have clients in at least six states on the east coast um, I've been wanting to have uh, to open up a Manhattan office for years. It's just a thing I need to check off the box. Why? I love the city. I absolutely love the city. <laughs> when I go there on vacation, I'm still I'm in the mindset to work. I just love the hustle and bustle, the noise, the city, the yeah, energy. The I just yeah. I love the vibe. Yeah. None of our clients are actually in New York. They're all in surrounding states. But uh, hopefully, we're talking about how that new office, where that new office is, and how many people are in that new office. Um, and last thing is, uh, by that time, uh, I've been thinking about bringing a product to market. We're an advertising agency. We we position product and services all day long. I would really like to introduce a product to market, something that we can get behind. Maybe give uh, all of the employees an equity stake oh, in wow. it, and um, and just see see what we would do without the influence of a client introducing a product into the marketplace. Well, I'm not going to ask you for any confidential information, but do you kind of have an idea of what you might want? I'm to an do? entrepreneur. I have you know on any given day <laughs> I have ten or twenty different ideas. <laughs> You're of, not at a loss. Product, not at a loss for ideas. It's it's going to be about going all in on that one and, and landing on the one. So I'll probably bring it to committee, ask the team what they think, let them chime in, and, and uh, yeah, bring bring a product to market. So here's what I'm going to I'm going to make an ask of you. A as you move forward with that, when you're ready, I want you to come back on. Absolutely. I want to talk about that. That is so fascinating to me because that's such a different approach. And then again, you get to see how your products and services work for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to learn so much from that. Totally. That's like such a crucible for you. Yeah. That's exactly. fantastic. I love this. Thank you very much. All right. So someone's going to say Anthony Tremino was rocked the house on Critical Mass Radio Show. I need to learn more about traffic. How do they find you online, my friend? Best way is uh, our website, wearetraffic.com, and that's traffic with a K. Why? Um, well, <laughs> commuting to L.A., most of my uh, ideas happened or came to me while sure, I was sitting sure, in traffic. Right. Um, and But we couldn't trademark it with the C's. So. <laughs> <laughs>
That would be a little different. See? Creative man here, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for being a friend of the program Absolutely. and sharing a bit of what you know with my audience of business owners and entrepreneurs. Thank you for having me I on. I truly appreciate, appreciate it. it. All right. I'd like to also thank our engineer, Mr. Paul Roberts, and our three producers without whom we could not do these weekly shows. We're doing four interviews here today on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Uh, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and our newest producer, Nicole Terry. If you'd like to connect with me, let's start on LinkedIn. I'm Richard Franzi, spelled F-R. A-N-Z-I. And until our next show, and if you're listening to live stream, that's going to be in about five minutes, but until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 